This week's top stories. Game changer alert. US senators tease groundbreaking vote on safe banking. Market shockwaves. Canopy growth stock skyrockets 50% with a bold financial move. Maryland's green horizon. A new era dawns. All this and more coming up on this week's edition of Cannabis Weekly. Welcome to this new episode of the Cannabis Weekly Podcast. Each week we try and bring you the best insight into the business of cannabis in North America and Europe. If you've got any feedback, do let us know. The links to contact us are in the show notes. Cannabis growth stocks shocks. The embattled cannabis giant announced this week that it was undertaking several moves to improve its liquidity and pay down its debt. After hitting a 52-week low on Friday, falling 11%, Canopy shares jumped more than 50% in the US on Monday, following the news, according to Motley Fool. According to a press release published on Monday, Canopy's now completed all conversions pursuant to the $100 million senior unsecured convertible debentures sold to an institutional investor in February of 23. As part of the ongoing business transformation plan to strengthen its financial position, Canopy also said it paid down $188 million, that's 25% of the senior secured term loan, at $0.93 cents per dollar of debt. Furthermore, it generated $81 million in cash proceeds over the most recent quarter following the sale of five facilities and has additional agreements in place to generate $150 million in total proceeds by September of this year. Public-private New York partnership sees $150 million committed to equity fund. New York Governor Kathy Hochul's announced that Chicago Atlantic Admin is investing up to $150 million in the New York State Cannabis Social Equity Investment Fund. The development's been described as an historic milestone in the history of justice and social equity in New York State. The fund, which was established to support individuals affected by the unequal enforcement of cannabis prohibition, has now reached its cap of $200 million, with the addition of the state's investment of $50 million. The governor's office has stated the contribution from Chicago Atlantic will enable justice-impacted individuals who have received conditional adult-use cannabis dispensary licenses, CAURD licenses, from the New York State Office of Cannabis Management and Cannabis Control Board to receive turnkey dispensaries to start their businesses. U.S. Senators aim for safe banking vote this month. Senators have said they want to have a vote on the long-awaited safe banking bill later this month, followed by the July 4th recess. The Senate Banking Committee Chairman, Sherrod Brown, recently told Punchbowl News that he would like to hold a committee vote on the bill this month, but that it depends on whether unrelated legislation his panel has passed makes it through the Senate floor. Elsewhere, the Democrat sponsor of the bill said lawmakers were, quote, going to do a deep plunge now and try to set the stage, hopefully, for a markup when we return from break, end quote. Although momentum seems to be behind another vote on the bill, some parts of it, including Section 10, still under debate by its proponents, according to Marijuana Moment. In other news for North America... July the 1st saw the launch of adult-use cannabis sales in Maryland, making it the 21st state to legalize recreational cannabis in the country. A number of existing medical cannabis dispensaries have now converted their license in order to be able to serve adult-use customers. 
However, to ensure patients are still able to access their medicine, the new laws will see the introduction of patient-only operating hours or dedicated service lines for patients, as well as dedicated product availability. Last week, in advance of the incoming laws, Governor Wesmore addressed the Cannabis Regulators Association's annual conference, emphasizing the state's commitment to promoting social equity and restorative justice in the new market. Speaking at the conference, Moore stated, In the past, cannabis policy has been used as a cudgel to oppress, jail and discriminate against our fellow citizens, especially people of colour, and the war of drugs didn't just fail, it made us weaker as a nation. But now we're writing a new chapter in the story of cannabis in America, a chapter focused on equity and economic growth. A new report from California's State Attorney General Office has revealed that hundreds of thousands of cannabis convictions have been sealed, resentenced, or dismissed since 2018. Following the legislation of cannabis possession, cultivation, and sales in 2016, the governor signed AB 1793, which created a process to automate clemency in 2018. Last year, further legislation was signed, giving courts until March 1st to seal records for qualifying cannabis cases that weren't challenged by July 1st, 2020. Now a report on the progress of this initiative has found that as of April 6th, the state's judicial system has processed relief for 206,052 out of an estimated 227,650 cannabis cases identified as eligible, equating to around 90% according to Marijuana Moment. A number of cannabis organizations have launched a petition calling for the state Supreme Court to repeal House Bill 2179, which implemented a tiered licensing system for growers and processors. Oklahomans for Responsible Cannabis Action, along with three cannabis companies, Farside LLC, Oklahoma Naturiel Cures LLC, and Bingo 101 LLC, have filed the petition against the Oklahoma Medical Marijuana Authority. Cannabis businesses in the state were previously charged a fee of $2,500. However, with the introduction of the new law, they could now be charged up to $50,000. The petition states the new fee structure is a violation of a prohibition in the state's constitution that prevents special laws, as the law does not also apply to dispensaries and is an attempt to raise revenue through tax. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has signed a bill into law that will prevent residents at recovery centers from using medical cannabis. This would apply even if the cannabis has been prescribed by a doctor. The move follows DeSantis' admittance last week that he would not deschedule cannabis at the federal level if he wins the 2024 presidential election. He said the reasoning for this was that cannabis could be harmful, possibly laced with fentanyl, and that people could die just by ingesting that, despite regulated markets testing cannabis products for safety. The bill, signed by DeSantis last week, SB 210, which relates to substance abuse services, will require anyone seeking a license for the establishment of a recovery center to prove they do not permit the use of medically prescribed or adult-use cannabis. Adding to this, DeSantis also vetoed the passing of a criminal justice reform bill, House Bill 605, that would have amended the state's statute regarding the expungement 
of criminal records. And now, Europe's headlines. Germany's Ministry of Health has officially published its draft law for Pillar 1 of its plans to liberalise access to adult-use cannabis. Alongside the 163-page draft, the government's published a Q&A document revealing that as the law doesn't require approval of the Bundesstrat, it's scheduled to come into force at the end of 2023. While the draft is largely focused on laying out provisions of how the proposed cannabis clubs can operate, which, by the way, business of cannabis will be exploring over the coming days. Crucially, it confirms the government's plans to remove all cannabis-related active substances from the list of narcotics. Bloomwell's co-founder and CEO Nicholas Kupranis, who's been highlighting the potential of this change since the new framework was announced in April, said, Now it's official. The Ministry of Health no longer wants to classify cannabis as a narcotic. With this reclassification, a new era of progressive and solution-oriented drug policy is beginning in Germany after decades of stigmatization. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky is calling for the legalization of medical cannabis to help his country deal with the trauma of war. During an address to the Ukrainian parliament on Constitution Day, which was Wednesday the 28th of June, the president called on members to legalize cannabis for medical purposes to help those who have been impacted by the war. The country's endured more than a year of conflict since Russia invaded in February of 2022. We must finally fairly legalize cannabis-based medicines for all those who need them with appropriate scientific research and controlled Ukrainian production, Zelensky said, and was reported on by local media. Members of the European Parliament have called for the continent's regulators to clear a pathway for wholesale cannabis reform. For the first time in its history, the European Parliament held a debate on cannabis in a session called the legalization of personal use of cannabis, colon, exchange of best practices. The event had been co-sponsored by four of the seven main European political blocs, representing almost 50% of the Parliament's 705 elected members. Held in Brussels, it was chaired by Irish politician Luke Flanagan, a member of the European Parliament, who sent the following message to the European Union's regulatory overlords, the European Commission. The importance of this gathering is not so much what we can get the European Commission to do, it's more to see that they don't get in the way and hinder this process. The best thing we can achieve is to make sure we all know what's being told to us by the Commission and that this is consistent, so we all know exactly what is going on, said Flanagan. Aquis Stock Exchange listed Ananda Developments has seen its stock jump by nearly 20% over the last week following the announcement that its MRX1 CBD oil is on track to launch commercially this month. In a commercial update published last week, Ananda said its cannabidiol medical oil was now due to go on sale in July of 2023. Business of Cannabis reported in March this year that Ananda had closed a £2 million acquisition of MRX Global which the company said would not only significantly accelerate its road to revenue generation, but also give them the rights to a CBD formulation that had just been approved for phase two clinical trials, two of them in the UK, with £1.55 million of grant funding. Now, Ananda says it's on track to be able to generate revenue for the first time this month, with the product being available for medical cannabis prescriptions, as well as via a new website due to be launched over the coming weeks. 
MGC Pharmaceutical stock continued its downward trajectory this week. Following an announcement, it was forced to terminate the appointment of an unnamed senior exec. According to an RNS sent to investors on Friday, June 30th, and following an internal investigation, MGC found that a person discharging managerial responsibilities from their senior management role within the company had been discharged due to a number of serious breaches of the company's trading policy. The managers understood to have disposed of shares in the company during closed periods and prior to announcements of information relating to the company to which they were privy. In response, MGCs reportedly arranged additional training with all PDMRs and employees to reinforce the importance of compliance with trading policies. Patients in Spain have been left devastated by unfulfilled promises as the health minister confirms the country won't see medical cannabis regulation before the upcoming election, according to Cannabis Health. Speaking to local media, Spain's health minister, Jose Mignones, has said that the government is still working on the regulation of medical cannabis, but it's unlikely to be a place before the general election of July. It's now over 12 months since the Health Committee of the Spanish Congress of Deputies approved a subcommittee's draft report setting out a list of recommendations for the regulation of cannabis-derived medicines for therapeutic use on June 27, 2022. The Spanish Agency of Medicines and Medical Devices was due to publish its own regulatory framework in January of this year to ensure the availability of cannabis extracts or preparations on the market. However, this has seen considerable delays. Now, with the snap general election scheduled to take place on July 23rd, the dissolution of Parliament has meant that the bill, along with dozens of others, has come to a standstill. And as always, you can read more about all of this on this week's top stories at businessofcannabis.com. Cannabis Events We've got a couple of events coming up that we'd like to invite you to. We hope to see you there. First of all, Business of Cannabis New York. It's happening on the October the 4th. And once again, bringing together the most influential businesses, financial institutions and policymakers from across the sector for a packed one-day program, providing best-in-class networking opportunities with key industry figures, sought-after insights and a trusted knowledge hub for the New York cannabis industry. Grab your tickets today and join us on October the 4th in New York. And after a hugely successful event in London recently, tickets are now on sale for Cannabis Europa 2024. Next year will be the 10th instalment of Europe's premier B2B cannabis conference and expo. Tickets are on sale via Eventbrite or easier still, cannabis-europa.com. And of course, as always, we'll have the links to both of these events in the show description. Well, that's it for another episode of the Cannabis Weekly Podcast. And if you've enjoyed this episode or any of our previous episodes, we would love it if you drop us a review in your favorite podcast listening app of choice. We love Apple Podcasts and trust me, it really helps other people make a decision to listen to this show. So we'd love it if you did it. 